Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan Lucic. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Ford. We're on Twitter 
At orders now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott again. Brian Burke today at uh, 105, and I, I will get to some of your texts. I can imagine you're not too happy. You're not the only one. Let's get straight to it. The Oilers now. Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. And here is Jack Michaels with the call. Connor McDavid returns to action in his hometown next, right here, when the Edmonton Oilers take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Drysaddle races in left side. Beautiful move around. Hainsey, a backhander, save, rebound, score! And Drysaddle stays hot. His 15th goal. Last 15 games, puts Edmonton on top, one to nothing. Here's a shot, Muzzin and a glove save. Rebound in front, backhander score. Marlowe, just as the power play expires, Toronto ties the game. Uh, this is part of the game for Miko Koskinen that he has to improve. It's that simple. He's got to work on his glove. It's Hyman, enters the zone, centers. What a tip by Marner. Side captain centers open backhander score. Janssen, the rookie with his 18th. He was tied up behind the net by Marlowe in front. Nylander shoots and scores. Marner, Tavares, shot, score. Janssen, Marner, what timer score? John Tavares, post, post, and in. Nugent Hopkins gets it back, jams at home. Was there intent to blow? Sends it over to Nurse, and this game's mercifully over for the Edmonton Oilers. Final score, Toronto 6 and Edmonton 2. Well, they got the snot kicked out of them by the Maple Leafs on a national stage. That's never a good thing. Um, And obviously, it's resulted in a lot of criticism. Blatantly apparent last night that uh, some of the philosophical approaches to how the organization was built has completely backfired on the hockey team. That is a given. The orders got smoked. They couldn't deal with the Maple Leafs' speed. The defense that uh, was built by Peter Shirelli appeared slow, lethargic, unable to uh, gap in the second period. Uh, you had some forwards that were doing flybys and including some of the team's best players. It was an ugly night all around. Here's Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock from last night's loss. Uh, Well, the first period, that's the best we've played on the road. We did everything perfect. We took a poor penalty at the end of the first um, and then paid for it. They scored on that power play, and our our penalties and our penalty killing hurt us tonight a lot. Gave them a lot of momentum, left their good players on the ice. It wasn't a 6-2 hockey game, but... They got a lot of finishers over there, and that's what the score ended up. But, you know, it's disappointing to play that well in the first period and come out 1-1, and it's really on us. You know, we we couldn't take that penalty at that time. We did. They got it right at the end of the period. And then, uh, you know, I think after they scored their third goal, we are in a little bit of shock. And it uh, seemed like every puck was going in our net and every mistake we were paying for. And... But it's uh, to me, it's we took too many undisciplined penalties, and we couldn't get them killed. Uh, Oilers got absolutely 
crushed by the Leafs in the second period. At one point in the first period, Edmonton was like out shooting Toronto 12-2 in that game. Uh, they didn't capitalize enough, and the Leafs had been sleepy in first periods the last couple of games. They were down 3 nothing to Montreal, rallied back for a 6-3 victory. They were down uh, one nothing against Buffalo, and then scored four goals early in the second period. So it was... Uh, it was ugly. By the way, uh, Brendan, if you check Dropbox now, you might have some updated uh, content uh, from uh, today involving Ken Hitchcock. So wait on that front. At this time, though, we're going to go to Darnell Nurse, who uh, it needs to be stated right now. Darnell might be having his best offensive season, but to me, the moment that he goes on the first unit power play, uh, something happens with him, and he doesn't become, in my mind, as effective as a defender. That said, Darnell said last night the Oilers got to park the loss and let it go. Even the games before, uh, the last four, I think we've been playing some pretty strong hockey. So, um, no, it was a crappy, crappy second period, absolutely. But you know, we have a game tomorrow night. We need to park this one and get back to uh, the way we played in the first period and the way we've been playing, the way we've been playing recently. Um, we could sit here and um, whine and complain and um, you know sit and you know sit and what. Uh, well, this is a positive feeling tonight, but uh, at the end of the day, it's 7 o'clock tomorrow night. We have another game, and uh, that's where our focus needs to head to. Leon Dreisaitl added some additional thoughts on uh, the quick turnaround uh, between games. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I mean, you know, you get to go right back at it and, and, and um, you know, come try and try and come out on top. And, um, you know, that's that's the great thing about hockey. And, um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll go back at it tomorrow and, and try and get a win. Uh, and he had a pretty interesting comment. He was asked, you know, he scored again last night. He's up to 39 goals on the season. Drysaddle has 15 goals in his last 15 games. He was asked about scoring 50 goals. He had this to say. Confident right now, obviously, and, and um, you know they've been going in for me. But uh, again, it's it's not about me. You know this is a, a team sport, and, and um, you know I want to win hockey games and I want to make the playoffs. So um, you know, like I said, I'd rather I'd rather give some some of my goals up than um, you know having them and, and not making the playoffs. All right, and uh, you know what? At this stage of the game, Leon Drysaddle is about the least of the Edmonton Oilers' problems. And they got some of them. Not that, you know what? They have to change. So they've got their six healthy defense, their defense relatively healthy because we know Secker isn't all the way back. And their defense isn't good enough. Uh, the game's changed. It's moved to quicker and more pace. And there were some people that infl- had significant influence on positions. Uh, one is no longer here as general manager. We've discussed it before. The order's player, uh, pro player procurement and cap management has uh, has really handcuffed this organization. And it gets when they play the good teams: San Jose, Tampa Bay, Toronto. They get exposed, and everybody loses their crap. Teams can change things, but it's going to need a philosophical change. Stop going after big, heavy defensemen that can't move the puck. And you're going to have to move some D-man in here. And I think we can all agree a guy like Evan Bouchard, probably in a perfect situation, needs some more time uh, percolating. So that might mean in Bakersfield. But you got a 24-year-old right-shot defenseman, Joel Person, coming over. And Caleb Jones looked pretty good as well. And in my opinion, the Oilers are going to need to find a way to get guys that can move it. 
onto their D next year. Because right now they got some guys that can't make plays. They can't sustain plays off the offensive cycles. They don't get pucks through. I mean, we know their forwards aren't good enough, but let's not delude ourselves into thinking that the defense is good enough either, because it's not. And we haven't even talked about Koskinen, who will get the start today. Let's go right to our conversation with Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock today. Is it a good thing after the sort of second period you had last night, a uh, chance to, to learn from those mistakes, park and just get right back out there and play for the team? Well, you hope so. I, I think... You know, it was perfection in the first uh, 18 and a half minutes, and then I thought they got a lot of momentum off of their first goal, and it led into uh, the second period. We, we had a poor eight minutes in the second period, and we paid for it dearly. They scored four goals, and that was the end of the game. But, um, you know, there were, it, it was a little bit, I think it was, uh, the team was in shock because we haven't seen that for a long time. And to play as well as we did in the first period, uh, we anticipated that we were going to keep it going, and we went the we went the other way. And a big part of it was penalties. Uh, number one and number two was uh, we lost uh, we lost almost all the faceoffs in the first ten minutes of the second period. Never started with the puck. Yeah, uh, your goalie gave you two pretty good starts back to back. He had a tough one last night. Uh, got himself pulled. Did you come back with Miko today? Yeah, Miko play, and um, we're going to try Sam Gagne at center. So we'll play Gagne with uh, with Malone and Raddy and and uh, take a look at that right now. Okay, so means the center comes out maybe. Yeah, yeah. Brodzak won't play tonight. Same D. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, is there any concern that you go? I mean, when you there's a lot of focus at any time you go to Toronto, and we know they have a deep, uh, good offensive team. Ottawa's sold off similar, traded off similar top end guys. Any concern that uh, you know? Not that the owners can were based on where they're at in the standings, but take a team too lightly. No, I don't. I I don't, I, I think quite frankly, when you saw how well they played against Calgary, that's a wake up call. They they've got speed, they've got skill. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it with the players today. If you allow them to play on your side of the red line, they're going to win the game. They, they can win those games. But if we, if we hem them in and we keep them down there, then we're going to win the game. So our, our, our uh, obligation right now is to find our forecheck quickly and get pucks turned over and see if we can frustrate them by keeping them in their zone. Because if they get loose, they've got so much quickness and skating ability, they will take advantage of that. That is Edmonton Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock. So let's look at tonight's lineup for you. Uh, Connor McDavid with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Zach Cassian finished the uh, game against Toronto on the right wing. I expect that to remain the same. Dry Settle, we talked about the fact uh, he is on an uh, eight-game point-scoring streak right now for Leon Dry Settle to the uh, tune of seven goals and 11 points. Um, he will continue to center Tobias Reeder and Alex Chason. Chason had 16 goals in his first 30 games. He has won in his last 24, and Reader has not scored all year. And I don't know if he's going to. Maybe he's just going to have a year like Riley Sheen had the one year in Detroit where I think he had two goals all season. Like it's 12 to 16 goals four straight years, and it ain't happening right now for Tobias Reader. Colby Cave with Milan Lucic and Josh Curry. Those guys had some strong possession metrics in the first period of the game last night. Gagne in the middle. I expect him to play Malone and Ratty. Kyle Brodziak, a healthy scratch. Brodziak was 10% in the face-off circle last night. When you're a 34-year-old grinding fourth-line center, it's the right shot. you got to have a better success rate than that. 
Oscar Clefbaum with Adam Larson. That pairing has to be better. Darnell Nurse with Chris Russell. That pairing has to be better. Andre Sekera with Matt Benning. That pairing has to be better. Miko Koskinen gave up two last night that were awful. First one, fourth one was horrendous. Uh, he needs to be better. Everyone needs to be better, and they better be ready to go. Because the Ottawa Senators are a deceptive team. They can actually, you know, I know they've, they've traded away three of their top four scorers. Mark Stone had 62 points in 59 games. Duchesne had 58 and 50. Zingle had 44 and 57. They're still not a bad offensive team. 13th in the league in goals for, 14th in the league in the power play, and they're 13th in the league in the face-off circle. Ottawa is expected to have Colin White. He went 21st in the 2015 draft. I don't believe the Oilers had Colin White ranked that high. It was the year they traded the 16th and 33rd pick for Griffin Reinhardt. Uh, Colin White at center in between Anthony Duclair and Bobby Ryan. The uh, Senators will also have Chris Tierney centering. Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson, who won a World Junior title last year. He's up from the minors where he's got 49 points in 41 games. Right now, Brady Kachuk leads the Ottawa Senators with the three players traded, Stone, Duchesne, and Zingle. That's uh, 77 goals traded away. Brady Kachuk's the leading goal scorer in Ottawa's lineup tonight with 14 goals. Their third line, John Gabriel Pajot. I've always liked this player. Uh, real good couple seasons. Not a very good year last year. Torres Achilles missed the first half of the season this year. He's at 58.5% in the faceoff circle. Right shot. He's got one more year left at $3.1 million. He will center Zach Smith and former Oiler Magnus Piarby. Fourth line, Oscar Lindbergh. They just picked him up in the Stone deal. Uh, who is uh, Brian Gibbons and Mikel Bodker. Defensively, Thomas Shabbat's got 47 points in 55 games for Ottawa. He'll be with Dylan DeMello. They'll have Ben Harper with Cody Ceci. Uh, Harper's a tough, tough kid. You can chuck him. So keep an eye on him tonight. Uh, and then they'll have Mark uh, Borvietsky along with uh, Jaros, Christian Jaros on defense. Craig Anderson will start a goal against Miko Koskin. Roughly about uh, 30 minutes ago, Jason Greger reporting uh, that the Edmonton Oilers have received uh, word or that, I don't know if he got it from the Oilers, maybe through some uh, in-depth work with the agent, that it sounds like there's going to be hip surgery coming from Yessa Pugliarvi. Uh My guess in this situation, and again, I won't be tweeting about anything about it until it gets made official by the Oilers organization, is the player has come to the conclusion the player has come to the conclusion that uh, uh, it's time to get the hip surgery done. So, But we'll wait and see for some clarity moving forward here. Uh, this should put together, uh, put apart any sort of suggestion that the, the team and the organization was somehow hiding something with Yessa Pugliarvi. We actually had people suggest that Pugliarvi was seen carrying his own sticks out his locker room and his stall has remained at Rogers Place in, in its entirety, including during the starts of the last homestand that he didn't play. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, yes, a pull Yarby out for the Edmonton Oilers. It's not a good situation, uh, likely for the remainder of the season with hip surgery. So, uh, again, uh, Jason Greger was the first person uh, to report this, and Mark Spector has subsequently 
uh, follow that up, and I want to get the uh, Jesse Pogliarvi will not play again this season. He'll have hip surgery next week. So there you have it. And some would say that, uh, you know what, um, the Oilers are cursed. I don't believe for a second that the Edmonton Oilers are cursed. They need to get to work. They need to get people in hockey operations that grind. They got to get with the process, and they got to get with the times, which means speed and skill up front and defense that can transition the puck on defense. 1225 at Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, a conversation uh, with Louis DeBrusque. For a minute, or sorry, it's not with Eileen Bell. It's with Morgan Black today. My apologies. Morgan Black up next with a global news weather traffic update. And then uh, we will uh, hear from Louis DeBrusque on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season 6 of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.